I didn't know that about Milton Friedman. That was, uh, that was totally new. Yeah. It was the thing when I found out. It shows how many, how many ideas are not so new, eh? Um, okay, so um, I want to introduce our next speaker. Um, this is uh, Duncan Wallace. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll just give you a quick bio intro. So um, Duncan's a law student at the University of Melbourne, and in, and is in his final year. He's got a BA in philosophy, politics, and economics from the University of Manchester, and a postgraduate diploma in economics from the University of Melbourne. Um, he's currently working as tutor in the Australian Indigenous Studies Department at the University of Melbourne and as a research assistant to Associate Dean Gene Patterson at Melbourne Law School. He's published in the area of accounting and cooperatives and he's been engaged in cooperative consultants by the Business Council for Cooperatives and Mutuals. His interests uh, are in institutional design, political and metaphysical philosophy. So thank you Duncan for being here. And uh, I'll enjoy your presentation. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Uh, first things first, just like to thank the uh, or acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Gadigal people of the um, Aurora Nations, I think, uh, and uh, just to say that we pay our respects to the elders, past and present. Uh, we acknowledge that this is stolen land and that sovereignty was never ceded. Uh, so this talk will be broken into three parts. Um, first, I'll outline the history and value of community currencies. Then I'll outline uh, the proposal for a cooperative currency. And finally, I'll talk about the benefits of a cooperative currency. Uh, and the idea behind this proposal is to basically introduce the idea of a cooperative currency, which I don't think has been done before, and to get the conversation going, maybe. So first, what is the history and value of community currencies? Uh, community currency experts Sei Fang and Longhurst know that historically we observe periods of currency flourishing at times of social and economic crises, uh, a trend which has continued uh, since the 1970s with the neoliberalization of the global economy. <laughs> you can see there, uh, the first community currency kicked off in Japan in the 1970s and more and more have come into place since then. Um, but why do community currencies uh, flourish during times of crises? Uh, one of the main reasons is that they're quite good mechanisms for building community allegiance. Uh, something which tends to be destroyed by, uh, by or at least deeply undermined by uh, capitalist social systems. Uh, so for instance, researchers found that if you spend money at a supermarket chain, 80% of your money will have left the local area almost immediately. Uh, this is something known as monetary leakage. Uh, stopping such leakage allows for something uh, known as the local multiplier effect. Uh, so, had that money been spent at a local business, half the money, rather than a mere 20%, would have stayed circulating in the local economy, increasing revenue from local businesses, and so improving local employment conditions. Uh, in times of crisis, uh, local employment conditions become particularly bad, which is why community currencies uh, become attractive. So by designing a currency that can only be spent at a local community business uh, or businesses, that currency can act to prevent, mon uh, to prevent monetary leaks from that community. Or in other words, the currency can ensure that money spent within a community continues to circulate within a community. And there's good evidence that community currencies are excellent me 
uh, mechanisms for achieving that. So take, for example, uh, the community of Conjunto Palmeiras in Brazil. Uh, a local activist there set up a bank called Banco Palmas, which created, along with a number of other initiatives, a local community currency, which helped increase consumption from native businesses from 20% to 95% in just over a decade, um, as you can see on the graph. Um, so as well as um, significantly contributing to local economic prosperity uh, by increasing revenues for local businesses and so improving local employment conditions. Uh, community currencies also uh, increase social capital and community trust by creating stronger bonds between members of the community. So by making purchases from local businesses, relationships with those businesses develop, increasing and reintroducing trust between uh, members of that community. Um, a final benefit of complementary currencies, which I'll draw your attention to, is that they allow uh, communities to direct human productive resources according to their own prerogatives. So in our economy, the money supply is uh, controlled by private banks, as you can see on the graph. The red bit is uh, money created by private banks, and the green is money created by governments. <coughs> Uh, and so human productive resources are directed according to how private banks want them to be directed. With a community currency, on the other hand, um, uh, communities can redirect uh, human productive resources according to their own principles, so ecological or social principles, for example. Um, or it can be used to provide liquidity uh, in cash flow areas to relieve those who are facing emergency cash flow problems. Now, I'll just note here that uh, currently the only financial institutions in the West uh, serving uh, cash poor areas are the deeply exploitative payday loans companies. So that's the history and uh, benefits of community currencies. Uh, now I'll move on to the proposal for a cooperative currency. Uh, so, as stated by uh, cooperative lawyer Robin Donnelly, communities may be geographically, uh, geographically local groups uh, or they may be geographically diverse groups linked by common interest or goal. Uh, in the literature, it's geographically local groups, uh, uh, it's, it's geographically local uh, community currencies which are emphasised. Uh, there's no particular reason for this. Uh, Community currencies can also serve geographically diverse communities uh, whose members are linked by a common interest or goal. So one example of this is the Swiss Veer currency, uh, a currency which serves disparate uh, businesses and now individuals in the Swiss economy. Uh, it's issued by the Veer Bank, which is a cooperative owned by its member customers. Uh, and uh, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Veer currency is currently in circulation. Uh, with increased use of the currency facility in times of economic downturns. Uh, and the VEER model is more or less the model I propose for a cooperative currency. So the cooperative currency is a community currency uh, where the community in question is a geographically diverse group of Australian cooperatives whose common interest or goal is the consolidation and expansion of the cooperative sector of the economy. That's a bit of a mouthful, but you get what I mean. So the cooperative currency would function in the following way. Uh, an institution would be created, 
This institution would be owned and managed by cooperatives in common. The institution would print or digitally create a uh, cooperative currency. Uh, cooperatives would agree to accept the currency as payment at parity with the Australian dollar. So one cooperative currency unit would equal one Australian dollar. So if you went and bought a $5 good from a cooperative business, uh, you would only have to pay five cooperative currency units. Uh, the cooperative currency could only be spent cooperative, so not businesses which weren't cooperatives. Um, <clears throat> the currency would be introduced into circulation uh, by lending it out at very low interest rates or zero interest rates. Clearly the currency would be uh, less attractive to consumers or businesses than an Australian dollar. Uh, the cooperative currency could not be spent at non-cooperative uh, non businesses and it could not be used to pay taxes. Uh, nevertheless, uh, if capital is difficult to get elsewhere, for example in times of economic crises or downturns, it's likely that, that there'd be many interested in accessing the cooperative currency facility. Um, the cooperative currency institution would not need capital to begin its operations. Uh, it could simply issue the currency out of thin air, the value of the currency lying in the fact that cooperatives would accept the, uh, the currency for payment. So while borrowers would loan the cooperative currency, uh, the loan would be denominated in Australian dollars. So when loans are repaid, the cooperative currency institution would receive Australian dollars, which would then be available to distribute to cooperatives in return for any excess cooperative currency they have. Uh, so there's a kind of tripartite thing going on there, which you can see on the slide. Um, but you don't really want cooperatives to be uh, cashing in their cooperative currency uh, for Australian dollars straight away. You want them to allow the currency to, con to continue circulating within the cooperative uh, sector of the economy. Um, uh, and so to encourage cooperatives to use their cooperative currency to purchase goods or services from other cooperatives, and so keeping the circulation, you could charge a small fee for converting the currency back into Australian dollars. So in this example, it's a 3% fee. Uh, they'd ask for $500 back and get 485 in return. Um, okay, so that's kind of a basic outline of the proposal for a cooperative currency. What are the benefits of such a currency? Um, so community currencies encourage internal exchange within the community they serve by providing a mechanism for replacing external exchange with internal exchange stopping monetary leakage and increasing community prosperity. It should be emphasized that a cooperative currency may prove uh, significantly more effective uh, than geographical community currencies that increase in community prosperity. Uh, so geographical community currencies are only really useful to members who live in that, uh, in that geographical community. The cooperative currency, on the other hand, would not only prove useful for cooperatives in terms of increasing intra-cooperative trade, so trade between cooperatives, um, it would also prove useful to those uh, outside the, the, uh, the uh, cooperative sector. Um, 
who would effectively be brought into the cooperative, uh, the cooperative community, thus increasing transactions with cooperatives by outsiders. <coughs> so individuals and businesses who would otherwise have taken out loans in Australian dollars and who would have spent those, do uh, those dollars predominantly outside the cooperative sector of the economy um, would now uh, be brought into the cooperative sector and would be spending their money at cooperatives. As a result, it will greatly increase the terms of trade between the cooperative sector of the, of the economy and the non-cooperative sector of the economy. Uh, so not only would monetary leakage be plugged, but money would be brought in. Um, this would not only consolidate the cooperative sector, but also expand it. Uh, so cooperative ent enterprises can, can address the increase in demand for their goods and services by either scaling up production or by developing new activities. Um, the development of the new activities would, in theory, be encouraged in two ways. Uh, first, cooperatives would uh, examine their supply chains to assess where they are unable to source their supplies from cooperatives. Uh, in order to use the cooperative currency, after all, they need to find a cooperative where they can spend their money. Um, so cooperatives would encourage or help new cooperatives to, to develop in areas where they uh, otherwise would only be able to use Australian dollars, uh, thus increasing the number and diversity of cooperatives in the Australian economy. Secondly, businesses uh, in theory would look to convert into cooperatives in order to access the market of individuals who have taken out loans in cooperative currency. Uh, this would increase demand for their products uh, increasing their revenue, and so their uh, and, and so their conversion to a cooperative uh, would allow them to access the increase in demand. And the added bonus would be that it would therefore grow the cooperative sector of the economy. Uh, there, uh, converting into a cooperative. Um, I'll just note that uh, simply issuing uh, the currency would not necessarily lead to the above developments and the growth in the community, uh, in, in the cooperative community. Uh, it would also need to be accompanied by, um, by education measures and uh, measures addressed to seeking to bring about cultural change, which is what occurred in conjunto palmeiras and allowed them to increase uh, consumption uh, in the local economy from 20% to 95%. Um, I'll state one more benefit of the proposed uh, currency before concluding. A cooperative currency could help resolve a fundamental problem faced by cooperatives, and that is access to capital. So complementary currencies help to make available access to liquidity for those who are otherwise shut out of conventional finance facilities. The same would be the case with a cooperative currency. A cooperative needing investment or a short-term loan to tie them through a difficult period would have ready access to, a cooperative, to the cooperative currency facility. This would help remove one of the principal barriers to cooperative, uh, to cooperative development, thus again increasing the size and diversity of the cooperative sector. Uh, in conclusion, uh, community currencies have been tried and tested, uh, and the conditions for their success are reasonably well understood. Uh, they've been shown to bring a number of benefits uh, to the community they serve. And there's no reason why uh, the community currency model couldn't be adapted for the cooperative sector, uh, for, for the cooperative community in Australia. 
In fact, as I've argued, there are a number of excellent reasons uh, for introducing a cooperative currency. Uh, the main barrier would be uh, getting the uh, would would be getting cooperatives on board and participating. That that barrier isn't insurmountable. Um, uh, PCMs recently set up and could potentially take that work on. Anyway, thanks for uh, listening to me. <laughs>